Good morning, Diverse City partners and guests. Welcome to Diverse City Live Facebook broadcast. If this is your first time coming to worship with us, congratulations, hallelujah, and welcome. We love everyone right where they are. If you've never worshiped with us before or you have no idea what it means to be a part of a church family or to have a genuine worship experience with the Lord, you are in the right place. We believe we are the perfect church for imperfect people. And before we start this call to worship, I am Pastor Virginia. Welcome one, welcome all. I would have everyone stand to your feet. This is the day that the Lord has made and you guys are gonna help me do this call to worship. All we have to do before we start this prayer is to begin to speak the praises of the Lord. What do you say to your father? What is it that you say to the one you love more than anyone else? And again, if you're new, just begin to call on the name of Jesus. The atmosphere around us is literally being transformed under the authority that he has. So as we're speaking at his praises, Lord God, I thank you so much for what you're doing. I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you that we have yet another day to go out and tell the world who you are. I thank you for the breath in our body. I thank you for every challenging circumstance that you will give us the victory over because you will get the glory and we receive blessings. So we thank you and we laugh and we love you, Lord God. We thank you because you are always protecting and providing. Come on, diversity. If God has been good to you, just begin to say hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, you are worthy. Lord God, touch this service. Touch Pastor Aldine, Pastor Drew, Pastor James. Touch Pastor James as he's gonna bring a fire word to us that it begins to change our hearts and change the way that we do things for your glory. Touch the musicians, Father God. Yes, touch them. Touch them vocally, that every note that they sing brings you glory, that every note that is played brings you glory. Touch their hands, Lord God. Oh, Lord, we love you and we worship you. There is no one like you, and we dedicate this time right now for you and you alone. Be with every person that sees this service. Be with every person that is calling out on your name, Father. We worship you and we love you with the most sincere heart, Lord. And we thank you for this time and for what you're about to do. It's in Jesus' mighty name we believe for these things. And the church said, amen and amen. Throw some amens in the comments. Let's go ahead and give God all the glory. And let's go ahead and prepare to welcome the praise and the worship team. Come on, y'all. I just want to remind you that we serve a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If you're waiting on anything from the Lord, just know that it will come to pass. There's strength in waiting. There's joy in waiting. Just know that it will come to pass. Hallelujah. Walking around these walls, I thought by now they but you have never felt me yet mm -hmm. 
darkness still stands yeah. Great is your faithfulness Your faithfulness I'm still in your hands And this is my confidence You've never found me yet And I never will forget You've never found me yet Your promises are yes and amen And your word forever stands And you've never found me yet And you never will You never will You never found me yet And he'll never fail you he hasn't forgotten about you. He'll never fail me. Hi, and welcome to Diversity Church, the perfect church for imperfect people. I'd like to welcome our diversity partners, first-time guests, and those joining us online. Please don't forget to like, share, and ask questions. We are so honored that you picked us for your worship experience this morning. Well, at Diversity, we believe that no matter your background, color of your skin, what you have been through in the past, or your current location, whether you're watching me from the comfort of your own home, in your car, on your couch, on your phone. It doesn't matter because we have all gathered together to give God the glory, honor, and the praise for he deserves it, amen. At this time, I'd like to make you aware of some very important announcements. We are open. I'm so excited to announce that Diver City is going to meet in person on Sunday, February the 28th. I want you to get ready. I am so ready to see you. Pastor is ready to see you in person in the building. But I wanna go over a couple of things that we need to do before we get there. So one thing you gotta come ready with, wear your mask. We wanna see everybody masked up and ready to go. Protecting our families, protecting ourselves, and coming together to have a wonderful time in worship. So what I want you to do is to go through the link, whether it's through our website, through Facebook, online, go through the Eventbrite link and sign up to join us in person in the building. I can't wait to see you. Pastor can wait to see you. I am so excited. It is long overdue. I'm ready to just, to just connect, worship with you. So I want to see you Sunday, the 28th. 10.30 a.m. for a wonderful time in prayer, in listening to the Word of God, hearing Pastor James speak, worship. Come on, let me see you there Sunday the 28th. Well, we're going to start this week off with our Salt Ministry meeting for prayer this Monday, 2.15. They are going to the Father on our behalf. So I want to make sure Salt, this is our senior ministry, meet at 2.15 on Zoom, ready to go, ready to pray, and to just send our petitions to the Lord. Tuesday, I want to see all of our kids 
ready and excited to jump on your Zoom Bible study. This is where kids, you get connected with other kids in the church and even part of our community in Diver City. And you guys have a wonderful time of laughter, fun, reading the word, reading books, and just having a great time. So kids, I want to see you this Tuesday, 7 p.m. Wednesday, our Aftershock Youth Ministry is going to be this Wednesday, 7 p.m. via Zoom. They also have a wonderful time of laughter, connecting, studying the Word of God. Our young people are doing it right. So I want to make sure to, if you know of a young person, send them to AYM so they can study the Word and hear God to speak through our leaders to our youth. Thursday night is our night for prayer. So I want to see you this Thursday, 7 p.m., ready to just hear all of the requests and to pray with us and to stand with us and also to hear all the wonderful things that God is doing. God has been answering, God has been opening doors, and God has been moving. And so I'm excited. If you would like, please send in your praise reports, prayer requests through our website. You can join us on uh, Facebook Live or Zoom for our prayer call, but I want to see you excited and ready to go. Then Saturday morning, 12 o'clock, Saturday afternoon, I am calling all of my ladies. I want to see you for Bible study. Let's connect together, ladies, and just study the Word of God and have a wonderful time with laughing and just connecting. So I want to see you this Saturday on Zoom, ready and excited to just connect with one another and just talk about the Word of God and meditate on the Word of God. So I want to see you, ladies, this Saturday, 12 o'clock. Let's have a fun time together. And then we're going to be right back here for our virtual service. But listen, we are getting close to virtual not being a thing anymore. We will still stream live, but we are going to meet in person. I am so excited. So come on, diversity. Let up, let's get our hearts ready as we progress to the next part of the service. Let's just get ready and ask God to just tell us what does he want to do in our giving? How does he want to use us? And let's just connect and feel God's presence just all over us. And let's have a wonderful week. Be blessed and we'll talk to you soon. Praise God, saints, and welcome to another virtual service. It's that time again to give. I'm Pastor Drew, and I'm delighted to be here before you. Not be here, but be here before you this morning. Um, it is a freezing, frigid, ridiculously cold Sunday morning. But you know what? You are here, and you made it. I know a lot of us don't uh, don't like the cold. We don't do well in the cold. But if anything, the cold lets you know that you're still alive. You you, you feel it on your skin. You may not enjoy the way the sensation of it, but there's a certain like briskness and um, something refreshing about the coolness, right? So anyway, you may agree or disagree, but anyway, you're you're alive, you're well, you're with me, um, and I'm with you. God is with us. So today, I don't want you to, to worry about anything else that has beset you throughout the week. I want you to give your cares to God right now. In this very moment, just cast all your cares on him because he is the one who provides our provision, our help comes from the Lord above. Um, so draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. We got to do this together. All right. This is a new year. God is going to do something new and amazing. Stop worrying about the things that happened last year. 
um, this is a new time and a new in a new day. So let's let's enjoy it. Let's stay plugged in. Let's get into the word and let's be givers. Let's be givers. It starts with us. It starts with you being obedient. So I encourage you today, saints, as you're sitting there, watching there, laying there, whatever you're doing, whatever position that you have uh, going on right now, uh, get out your phone, get out your uh, your laptop or whatever like that, and you can text the the word diverse to seven three two five six, or you can go online. That's always open. All these options are always available and open. And uh, and again, like we've said in previous uh, months and weeks, that we can't do this without you guys. Um, it's because of you that we're continuing the mission. Um, you know, and whether we had um, um, things coming in. Uh, or not, God would still provide. But I want us to be obedient servants of Christ, knowing that we're on the mission of serving uh, for the betterment of the kingdom. So would you join me today? Would you join me today? Again, I said you could text the word diverse 73256, or you can go to diversity.church. You can scroll down to the donate tab. You can give that way as well. Or you can mail it into 3201 Itasca Street. Uh, we will see you soon in person, but for now, please enjoy the rest of the service. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time Lord, that we've had to be together. Lord, I ask that you would bless those who are watching, bless those who are just needing a word, needing to hear from you this morning, Lord, and they don't have anything to give, Lord God, but of their time right now uh, as this broadcast streams. So Father, I pray that you would bless them deeply, Lord God. Show them favor. Lord, and bless whatever comes into the storehouse today. Lord, we love you. We give you praise. We give you honor for what you richly deserve. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, clap your hands. We're going to sing this song together. We love to call your name is something we cannot explain that happens yeah, when we proclaim your great name your great come on sing it we, we love to call your name, call your name. It's, something it's something we cannot explain, we cannot explain. that happens when we proclaim your great, your great name, come on, your great your name, great King, name. Jesus. King Jesus, no other, no other. come on, King Jesus, King Jesus. that's stronger, stronger. you can call on, call on it, things change, things yes, change. oh, when we call on that great, yeah, come on, clap your hands right there, sing, we love to call, your name, name. is something, something we cannot explain, we cannot explain. That, happens, oh, that happens when we proclaim, we proclaim oh, your great, your, name, great name, your great name, your great oh, name, oh King Jesus, King Jesus no Everything changes, yes. Oh, when we call on your name, yeah. Sing King Jesus, no other, yeah. King Jesus, none stronger. We can call, 
everything changes, yeah. When we call on your name, listen. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name. There is power in the name of Jesus. So much power in his name. Yeah. Come on, sing it there. There is power in the name of Jesus. So much power. Power in the name. Oh, there is power. So much power in the name. Come on. Things change. Things change when we call you. Sing things change when I call. Come on, something begins to happen. Things change when we call you. Something changes it. And guess what? I'm free. Come on. You can be free when you call. Sing, I'm free, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sing when I call. Come on, say this. Sing when I call your name. Yeah. Sing when I call your name. When I call your name. Yeah. Oh, when I call your name. Demons tremble. When I call, and demons flee when I call, something begins to happen when I call the name of Jesus. Yeah, whoa. I get my healing when I call. I get my healing when I call. Things begin to happen when I call you. Say something happens when I call you. Yeah. Say something happens when I call you. Something happens when I call you. Yeah, yeah. Something happens when I call you. Come on, lift your voice and say, Say when I call your name. Yeah, yeah. Say when I call you. some praise. Hallelujah. Somebody call his name. Jesus. Come on. Healer. Uh, Come on, Savior. He's my friend. When I call your name, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, somebody call on the name. Call on the name. Anybody's desperate for him, call on the name, Jesus. Yeah. Something happens when I call you, yeah, yeah. Something happens when I call you, yeah. Oh, something happens when I call you, yeah. When I call, when I call your name. Said when I call your name. I get my healing when I call. You can be healed. 
give God praise. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, hallelujah. John 4, 23 and 24 says, Yet a time is coming, and now has come, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father sees. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. When the music fades, and all is stripped away, and I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart I'm coming back to a heart of worship when it's all about you it's all about you Jesus I'm sorry
Good morning, good morning, good morning, Diverse City. I pray that you're having an awesome week on this wonderful, cold, and for my Spanish-speaking people, I say frio type of morning. I am excited to be here today to be able to bring you a word, I believe, with full confidence and assurance that God wants to minister to you today. So thank you. During this time, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and participate in free evangelism. Do me a favor to like, make sure you share. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Do your part for uh, with us to help us share and to minister to the Gospels, to the people of St. Louis, to your community, and throughout this entire nation. Amen. All right, so before we get into the Word, um, do have a few announcements. Number one, you can put this on the screen. We are officially reopening our sanctuary. Yes, two more weeks. 14 days, we are opening our doors to be able to minister to you, not just in your homes, not just in your cars, not just on your couch, but in person with worship, with praise, with love, with support. But I need your help. Um, As we all know that we are monitoring and working through all of the various CDC guidelines, uh, guidance provided by uh, the city of St. Louis. So we need your help. If you are planning to join us for in-person service, we can actually throw this link in the comments. Register your seat. Um, as you know, we've spaced out the rows appropriately to make sure they're six feet in, in um, width. And then also um, in length, we want to make sure how many people are coming within your family. Uh, treat it like a restaurant as you prepare to go to have your five-course meal at Diverse City, from praise and worship, through announcements, through love, care, support, through fellowship, and through your word. This is your time to register your family. Use the link below. Let us know how many are in your party. And when you come to the church, we'll make sure through our ushers, our hospitality, and our greeters team that you can be able to find your seat so you can be able to enjoy service. And if you're willing and able, we would love to see you. Um, I've been missing all of our precious members and partners of Diverse City, and it is time for us to reopen open to get back into some form of this new normal operating in this post-pandemic environment, still practicing safety, making sure that this remains a spirit-filled, anointed, charged environment for you and your family. And then last but not least, um, to be able to do in-person service, it takes a team effort. not like any time before, it's so important for us as a church, leaders, volunteers, deacons, pastors, that we work together 
through serving. Um, last week, many of you um, put serve in the comments. If you're out there and you have not been reached out to your department leader, let us know. We need to be able to get you plugged in, whether it's one weekend a month to be able to help with videos, cameras, ushers, greeters, praise and worship, you name it. We are all doing our part to share the love of Christ, to receive God's word, and to continue to have in-person and virtual service. And I believe that there are many people online, you have been refreshed, you have been renewed, and you are ready to go to serve with us. So reach out to me personally, reach out to any of our pastors, reach out to your ministry leaders. Let us know that you're coming, registering online, and let us know if you want to serve. We can teach you, we can show you, we can train you how to be able to serve in any area or any aspect of ministry. And I believe in by faith that you're going to do your part as we come back into the house of the Lord. And then last but not least, um, as you think about uh, the various guidelines and changes that are going on, the biggest one while masks were encouraged, masks are required. So feel free to bring your own mask. If not, we have our diverse city masks, we have N95 masks, and we have surgical masks. All you have to do is ask one of our leaders and volunteers, and we will gladly assist you during this time. So join us in two weeks. Again, masks are required. Volunteers are needed. Your presence is encouraged, and God's presence and power is guaranteed. Going on in two weeks, February 28th, I want you to meet me here as we kick off a brand new series called Built to Last. That is our proclamation for the church of diversity that we're still here today that God has preserved us yes we've had our doubters yes we've had our challenges yes we've had our ups and downs but God is going to build us to last in this environment amen and on this beautiful day as we have this red background Matt right now in the comments can you just tell somebody happy Valentine's Day. I know there's a lot of range of emotions and feelings and hope and expectation or anxiety on this day, but I can assure you in this moment right now that the love of God is available for you today that the hope of the world is available for you today, and that if nobody tells you they love you, they believe in you, God's word is here for you today. Amen. All right, go ahead and get your Bibles. We are jumping back and going into spiritual discipline. We hit it strong in January. We hit it strong as we finish out February. And I am excited to be able to bring the word to you today. So locate with me in our focal theme, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. And we are going to read, from the Good News Translation, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. 
and we're going to read from the Good News Translation. When you got it, put in the comments, say, I got it. I need your engagement. I need to hear you. I need to feel your experience. It's just me and my wife here today. So I need to hear from you in virtual land as we work through the Word of God together. Okay, let's read. The Bible says in verse number seven, but keep away from those godless legends which are not worth telling. Keep yourself in training for a godly life. Verse number eight, physical exercise has some value, but spiritual exercise is valuable in every way because it promises life both for the present and the future. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this wonderful day. Lord, we embrace technology to be able to minister your gospel. Lord, we thank you right now that your word does not return void. So Lord, we pray that every hearer of the word, every listener of the word will be edified, will be encouraged, will be empowered to be more like you, that we can leave this place today, that we can deny ourselves, that we can pick up our cross and that we can follow you. Lord, in the year of 2020, it's so important. It is so imperative that that we just profess that we're believers, that we proclaim that we're believers, that we begin to display the love of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God, as we receive your favor, your joy, your peace that passes all understandings. So we thank you, Lord, that today's word will equip your believers, to be more like you. And all that agree, say amen. 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 All right. Here we are again. Spiritual discipline. Session number seven. Spiritual disciplines we've been working our way through And for those, if this is your first time watching us, um, as we kicked off the year, we started with this brand new series to help believers live right, to help believers live well, for believers to grow stronger and wiser and deeper in their relationship with God. So what are some of the things and principles and focal areas that we discuss? Number one We talked about fasting. Yes, I know it's been two weeks and you've been enjoying all of your wonderful food on the Super Bowl as you prepare tonight for that Valentine's Day dinner. Yes, but during the month of January, we pushed away the plate for a time of fasting. Number two, um, installment number two, we talked about prayer. Not just prayer as spending our whole time together, but prayer of communion, prayer of intercession, prayer of petitions that we begin to hear, answer, and respond to God's requests and calling on our life. And then in week number three, we looked at worship. Not just, um, not just worship and what we do corporately, but we talked about the manner of worship. We talked about the motivation of worship. And we talked about the muscle of worship because we are going to get stronger this year. And then in week number four, we talked about solitude. Being able to sit silent in oneness and fellowship with him. 
And then in part number five, shout out to Pastor Virginia that talked on Mobilize. Come on, give her some love in the comments. Mobilize, where she focused on the discipline of service. Because it's not just about getting head knowledge and heart transformation. But when we exercise spiritual discipline, it leads to our hands. It leads to our feet. When we begin to serve and live for God. And then shout out to Pastor Drew last week with a Super Bowl message discussing and explaining the discipline of generosity, knowing that life is not about you, that it takes an entire team to be able to win the game. It takes an entire team of sacrifice, of commitment for us to be able to do our part. And so today, God put on my heart, instead of starting a new series, for us to really unpack and unlock one of my favorite spiritual disciplines. And that is the discipline of biblical meditation. Come on, put that in the comments. Biblical meditation. I just didn't want to call it meditation because I don't want anybody to get confused. And when I say meditations for some of our congregation, for some of our people, we begin to get all spooky and weird. And we say, oh, what's what's that going on there? But there is a biblical meditation when you start to study the whole counsel, the whole word of God that's able to unlock the supernatural power in your life. But there's challenges. See, what are some of the challenges of meditation? So here's some of the things that I've personally dealt with And I think it'll speak to you. The concept of meditation, one, has been corrupt in terms of our modern thought and this Western methodology. In the mind of many of us believers and Christians, we begin to associate meditation with other religions, right? Hinduism, Buddhist, or, uh uh-oh, yoga. And these beliefs and these systems of not biblical meditation, but a form or a derivative of meditation, do not acknowledge God as the Father and Jesus as our Savior. So this association leads us to believe that when we engage in meditation, that we have to be careful because we don't want to engage in other uh, false practices or evil teachings and false doctrine. And it begins for us, instead of being able to walk, step in and study it, you say, you know what, I'm going to play it safe. And that biblical meditation muscle that we all need, we have to be able to engage in it. See, in 2021, I am sick and tired of Satan trying to stain, trying to pervert, trying to make counterfeits to rob us of the richness of this biblical and spiritual discipline in your life. See, we can't be afraid when Satan tries to make a counterfeit 
of something that God has ordained to be holy, that God has ordained to be righteous. Matter of fact, let's bring up one of them. Sets. I'm pausing for effect. Sets. The beauty of it. The awesomeness of it. For married couples, for married couples, for my people on the balcony, married couples. Okay. And we see in this Instagram, TikTok, Tinder type of world, environment, over-sexualized society in 2021. Now it's been perverted, but married people still should be getting down where it goes down. And just because the enemy has tried to pervert it, we have to be able to take it back and stand on the word of God and say, you know what? This is a God thing. This is a beautiful thing. And we have to stand and understand that we are in this world, but we're not of this world. And just because culture says to do this and culture says to do that, we will stand on the report of the Lord. Amen. Or what about something that hits us deep as well? Money, stimulus checks, unemployment checks, whatever you want to call it. It is a great tool. It is a vehicle of exchange, of wealth, of assets, of producing, of consuming. And we need it in all areas of our lives. It is a tool. It is a powerful tool. We can use it to do ministry. We can use it to serve the schools. We can use it to feed the homeless. We can use it to minister to you. We can use it to send out missionaries. We can use it to create an internship program at Diverse City, but the enemy has tried to pervert it. See, money's not wrong. It is the love of money that's the root of all evil. And what happens is because the enemy has tried to play, has tried to trick something that is awesome, we begin to push away from it. And we try to say, oh, I don't need money. Yes, you do. You need money. You need to go to get a job. You need to be able to invest. You need to be able to save. You need to know how to manage your money. You need to know how to multiply your money. You need to be able to increase. You need to be blessed so you can be a blessing. And so biblical meditation is one of those things that we have to step into if we want to be all that God has called you to be. See, biblical meditation is not just sitting still and emptying our mind. Biblical meditation, let me step on some toes, is not burning candles. It's not burning our sage it's not rolling up the Mary Jane and getting our peace. It's not rubbing our CBD. Never mind. I'm going to stop right there. It is not about only controlling our breathing, although it can help. But biblical meditation, and you can put this on the screen, how would I define it? Biblical meditation 
is to focus your mind on God and his word. Don't miss that. Biblical meditation is to focus your mind on God and his word. That's it. Nothing added, nothing twisted. Anytime you choose to take your mind and focus on his goodness, on his faithfulness, or you begin to pause and reflect and think about his word, that is a form of meditation, ladies and gentlemen. See, there are several words when you study and you look at meditation. Meditation, when you study it in the Hebrew and the Greek, it means to speak. When we begin to speak his word, it means to utter. It also involves studying. It means that we also imagine or even visualize God's word. Biblical meditation, it is deep contemplation, turning over in your mind and your hearts God's truth, God's concepts, and God's principles for you to be able to live. Biblical meditation, it's not just one in one ear, out the other, but it is deep thinking on the richness of the value of spiritual truths, looking and searching and desiring, understanding and expecting to lead to application. Meditation, according to God's word, it is to direct our thoughts. We remember what he has done we stand on what he said, and we expect and look forward to the future according to his word, according to the 7,000 promises that is listed in the 66 books of the Bible. Okay, I hear it right now. But Pastor James, why is it so important for us to meditate? Let me tell you why. Because if you do any type of research, any medical research, psychological research, scientific research, one of the things that I have run across looking at multiple sources is that the average person, don't miss this, the average person has between 20,000 and 60,000 thoughts per day. Again, the average person has between 20,000 and 60,000 thoughts in one day and 24 hours. That's amazing. But here's the part that tripped me out. Of those 20,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day, studies show that 80% of those thoughts are negative. Mm. 80% of my thoughts 
your thoughts, the world thoughts are negative. Do you think after all we've been through in 2020 and even in the first two months of 2021, do you believe that it's true? Do you believe that this is on par? Or do you believe, or maybe you have a friend, a relative, or a coworker that that negative percentage has went on up? And studies also show of those 80% of negative thoughts, 95% of them are negative, are repetitive. So you're telling me 80% of my thoughts are negative, but then 95% are repetitive. Mm. So what is it trying to say here is that there are some things, whether consciously or subconsciously, that you are meditating on. And that's why the Bible says, and you can put this on the screen, Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. God is not thinking 80% of the time negative things about you, about me, about his world. My thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God talking. He's saying your thoughts be tripping, but my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Mm. Oh, man, that's good. See, point number one, biblical meditation gives you power over your thoughts. Oh, man, come on. If you want power, put power in the comments right now. Biblical meditation puts powers in your thought. It is time for you to defy the odds. It is time for me to break the statistic and say, I don't care if that's 80% of yours, but my thoughts are coming into alignment. My thoughts are becoming parallel. My thoughts are becoming congruent with God's thoughts about me, about my situation, about this world, and how I will go forth. Today is a day of change, and as we take authority, as we take responsibility to make our thoughts align with God's thoughts, you can get your power back. You can get your swag back. You can be a redeemer. You can have all that God has called you to be. If that is you, let the redeem of the Lord say so. Amen. See, this goal, when it comes to meditation, it is for us to internalize and to personalize that we can maximize every part of Scripture, that the facts of this world, that the, the quotes and the news articles has to take second place to the truth of God's word. I will respond, my attitude, my behavior, my beliefs, my decisions will be governed by what thus saith the Lord. 
See, God is so serious about this. Look at this. We don't have time, but just check me out. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. Go ahead and put a pin on it. Study it on your own time. Meditate it on it throughout the week. It says to set your mind. This is Apostle Paul talking. Set your mind on things above, not on the earthly things for you or died. And now you are hidden with Christ as a believer. Romans chapter 8 verse 6 and 7. Again, Romans chapter 8 verse 6 and 7. Study it on your own. Somebody put it in the comments. Romans chapter 8 and verse 6 and 7 says the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And then in verse number seven, it goes on, says the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God because it, it is that negativity fighting with your image of God. It is that negativity fighting with the purposes of God. It is that negativity fighting with the plans of God that it becomes hostile. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. So if you do not engage, if you do not take responsibility to engage in disciplines, your thoughts, while you may be making 20% of thoughts that are positive, that are spirit-filled, it is fighting and competition with the 80% of the negative stuff, the 80% of your pain, the 80% of your past, the 80% of your mistakes. And God is telling you to look forward. Don't turn back. Don't turn into a pillar of salt. Go forward to my promises. Go forward and toward into my plans. You have to engage and let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Oh, let me give you one more. Ooh, I think about the, the Pauline epistles. An apostle Paul is sitting in jail and he pins this letter called Philippians. And in the last chapter, in Philippians chapter 4, the Bible says in verse 8 and 9, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, as he gets ready to wrap up this letter, he says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, guess what? Think about these things. What you have learned or received or heard from me, put it into practice. And God's peace will be with you. Thank you, Joyce Myers. It is a battlefield of the mind when it comes to meditation. And this is the thing where you have to do it. This is a thing that you have to fight for. This is a thing where we have to affirm these truths, where we have to affirm these virtues so that we can stand 
in the test of time, that we can stand in the middle of trials, that we can stand when things don't look as well, that we can stand on the middle of the battlefield, that we can control our situation, that we can understand that we can become overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, and that on the other side of this, we are going to have a wonderful, awesome, and amazing testimony. See, our minds have to be captivated by the Word of God. Our minds have to be consciously directed on what He said and what He has done. That's why we talk about things like seek His kingdom first and His righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. Because if you don't get up, if you don't consciously put the Word of God in your life, the Word, you start checking your phone, your text messages, now you're off the deep end. Now you're following the statistics. But when you begin to chew, when you begin to digest, when you begin to meditate on what thus saith the Lord, when the cares of this world show up, when the challenges of this life shows up, you can begin to quiet your heart and begin to meditate and have a deeper relationship with Jesus. Again, to thrive as a believer, we have to take power over our thoughts. Come on right now in the comments, if you're still with me, say, I got power. Come on now. In the comments right now, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the head and not the tail. You are an ambassador for the kingdom. You have been given all power and all authority to be able to live a life to the full, to the overflow. Put I got power in the comments. So y'all know I'm a frustrated rapper. Meditation is your invitation for mind transformation transformation to receive revelation. Again, frustrated rapper, don't judge me. Meditation is your invitation for mind transformation to receive God's revelation. And don't do it with no hesitation. And that's it before I get into frustration. Never mind. Anyway, I'm back. We're good. Stop laughing, Kevin. Anyway, whether or not, consciously or subconsciously, whether it's with intent or directly, we are meditating on something throughout the day. You may be meditating on something right now that is trying to rob what God is trying to say to you today. I'll say it again. Happy happy Valentine's Day to all my folks. Shout out to my married folks. Shout out to my to my people that are in the it's complicated status. Shout out to my single folks. Shout out to my widows. I think I covered everybody. Did I forget anybody? Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. And I say that because when you study Meditation, the first time meditation is used in Scripture, 
is in Genesis. It's in Genesis, I believe it's chapter 24. And the Bible says in Genesis, and I believe it's verse number 63, you have Isaac. And the Bible says he went out to the field one day. And I can just see it that he's in the field as Abraham's son, a part of the many nations, blessed to be a blessing. And he's walking around this field and saying, how great is our God. And he is meditating on the Torah and he's reflecting on the promises. And on this wonderful Valentine's Day, he also thought, it is not good for man to be alone. And the Bible says in verse 63 that as he begins to meditate one evening, laying before God, the Bible says he saw a camel approaching his field. Mm, Come on, somebody. And then in verse number 64, we see Rebecca, and she looked up and saw Isaac. And she was like, okay, yeah, he got muscles. Yeah, his last name going to get us somewhere. I see him in the field, and she begins to approach him. She throws on her veil, and Isaac Isaac sees her, and he was like, oh, sucky, sucky now. Happy Valentine's Day to your boy. And the Bible says they begin to meet and through meditation, uh uh-oh, here's the revelation, through meditation, Isaac met Rebecca, Isaac and Rebecca met Isaac, and through meditation, uh uh-oh, I'm prophesying to two people, when you begin, hallelujah, to meditate, maybe God will show you who's your person. Maybe through meditation, God will begin to reveal because we can only see straight ahead, but God can see around the corner. We can only see up to the hill. God can see over the hill, but when our thoughts become his thoughts and our ways become his ways and our life begin to focus on him, it may be on this wonderful Valentine's Day as we take a moment to meditate. God answers the desires of our hearts. Amen. So if you're single or you desire to have someone, I have an idea on a day like today what you could be meditating on. Keep it PG. If you're married on this 1130 morning and you don't have a gift For tonight, you don't have nothing planned. I think I have an idea of what you might be meditating on. Oh, and my brother, in the book of Song of Solomon, chapter number two, my grandma told me about this song from Uncle Luther Vandross. Excuse me, miss, what's your name? Where are you from? And can I come? And possibly, can I take you out tonight? Hallelujah. Pastor needs to get saved. Pastor really needs to get saved. Pastor is meditating on the wrong things. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. 
The Lord is my shepherd. He knows what we want. Come on, somebody. Yes, if you do, (laughs) if you do have plans today or later today for your loved ones, for the people that you care about, meditation in our thoughts becomes captivated. But for those that are single and plan to be with God, it is okay. God is for you. God will be with you. You and God can have a candlelight dinner tonight, but it is okay on this happy Valentine's Day. Meditation. Lord, help me. That was good, right? Come on. If that was good in the comments, let me know. Anyway, moving on. Go with me real quick. <laughs> Go with me. Um, to Psalms 77. And let's look at verse 11 through 13. I cannot get that song out of my head. Psalms chapter 77. And let's look at verse 11 through 13. You can go ahead and put this on the screen. Let's go deeper into meditation. The Bible says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember the miracles of long ago. I would consider all of your works and meditate Again, meditate on all of your mighty deeds. In verse number 13, your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God. Amen. So we said we, we've covered a lot of ground today when it comes to meditation. Let me just kind of break it down real quick. When it comes to meditation, it is not perfection. It is about progression. It's about intentionality. Point number two, when it comes to your walk with God and growing this muscle of meditation, keep it simple. Put that on a screen. Keep it simple. See, when it comes to meditation, I have my thing, you're going to have your thing. It can vary based on your situation. It can vary based on your married life, your kids, your age. But it's about the practice. And it is for us to not make it, com- and it's not to make it complicated. God honors all of it. God honors any time that we decide to focus on him. Sometimes we will say things. Sometimes we just pause. Sometimes we will begin to tell him what he told us in the book. So when it comes to meditation, it's about nourishing and watering the soul of our spirit with God's word. And as you begin to water and to fertilize, God begins to deepen your, its meaning, its revelation, and its knowledge, and to bring nourishment in your life. And then we begin to taste and see that the Lord is good. And as he begins to water more and more, and it begins to take root, we begin to produce more fruit in this season. So how do you meditate? How do you take time 
not just to go through your normal reading plan, but times throughout today to check in. Times throughout the day to pause. Yes, we talked about it two to three weeks ago about solitude where we're shutting down everything. But if we can be real in this noisy world, we may not be able to get quiet, but we can be, we can push back against the noise of our lives, whether it's music, TV, kids, wife, whatever, and begin while everything is going on around us that we can meditate on God's word. See, for me, it's normally a scripture or a passage, and I think about what it says. What is it saying? And I begin to dwell upon it and begin to break it apart. And as a minister of the gospel, it's like, okay, I see what it says then, but what does it mean now? What does it mean to me? How can I share it with my family? How can I share it in bite-sized and digestible pieces to my kids as I begin to see his attributes and his goodness? See, meditation is critical as we balance life and we're sitting there dealing with jobs and ministries and businesses and this and that and this phone call, and this family issue, I go back over my last three weeks' experience. As you all know, since March, my awesome and great and full of energy son has been home for the entire year. He did not go to school from once we shut down in March throughout the entire summer and into the first semester of school. So as I discussed a few weeks ago, he is finally able to go back to class. Hallelujah! But, but, before his second week, couldn't even get 10 days, 10 consecutive days of him going to school, one of his teachers tested positive for COVID. So the school places a mandatory virtual school at home. What? As soon as I thought, as my wife thought, that we were about to get our I want to say life, but a few more hours back. Now, before we able to get comfortable, here we go, virtual school. So, Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Friday, whatever, all the days of the week. Now, when I was preparing to read and, and study and, and get this book and go to the gym and all of these things I had in order but we've had to make an adjustment to take care of him. And see, it's become in those moments where I have had to learn how while I can't study, 
while I can't go read a book. But during this time, as I look into his eyes and he look into my eyes and as he's, as he's doing his work and I'm sitting there helping to facilitate him, in the back of my mind, I begin to just meditate on the goodness and the greatness of God. Because when it comes to spiritual discipline, our walk with God has to be fluid. We pray, we worship, we study, we read, we fast, we meditate, and we have times of solitude. But let me just give you the latest update. So we completed the two weeks of being at home, thank God, to testify. None of the students or anybody else tested positive. So then he begins to go back to school um, last Friday, back, going back. Okay, we're rocking and we're rolling. However, Tuesday, St. Louis, snow. <sighs> so Wednesday, we get a message at 6 a.m. Hey, due to inclement weather, we're back to virtual. What? So before we can even get a full month in, we get nine days in person, two weeks at home, three days back in school. Now we're back virtual for two days. Wednesday, okay, I'll take one day. Thursday, okay, I'll take two days. All right, we're going back to school on Friday. But professional development day. You could have, what? You could have professionally developed on Wednesday, on Tuesday, and now I got to be home. Okay, I'm over it, but we're going back to school Monday. What? President's day. Lord, help me. Jesus. And it's in these moments. It is in these moments where I'm testing the 80%. It is in these moments where I have to meditate on Romans chapter 8, verse 28. All things work together for the good. Who love God? I love you, Lord. Who love God and who are called according to his purpose. It is in those moments where you have to test the scriptures. In, in Proverbs chapter 3, trust in the Lord. God, you know I can get through this. Trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding because I do not get it. Lean not to my own understanding. And I have to keep acknowledging him and trust and meditate on that he will direct our path. Meditation gives me a reset that while I can be frustrated, while I can be surprised, God is omniscient. God knew what was going to happen. God knew the forecast for us is to be, be below zero. God knew 
that I'm a Florida man and I still have thin blood. But we begin to trust him. We begin, as the word says, to meditate on many are the plans of a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose will be revealed. That is the power of meditation. As we close in Psalms chapter 1, let me just read a few verses, and I'm going to unpack it more this week because I just looked at the time. I promised Kevin I would be done 18 minutes ago, and I am behind. So we're going to pick this up to conclude it (laughs) next week. But Psalms chapter 1. The Word of God says, put it on the screen, and we're going to read from the New King James Version. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the unscornful. Verse number two, don't miss this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law... He meditates day and night. And ooh, number three, why we meditate. Verse number three, he shall be, she shall be, we shall be a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And do not miss this last statement. This is a word of God promise for you. And whatsoever you do shall prosper. This is why we meditate. We meditate because our thoughts become our feelings. And our feelings become our actions, and our actions become our habits, and our habits leads us to destruction or leads us to destiny. I am talking to you today that if you truly begin to embrace meditation, it will lead to the blessed life. That's point number three. Meditation leads to the blessed life. So it's imperative, diversity, a church full of imperfect people, a church full of people with issues, that it is imperative for us to put meditation into practice. Not out of legalism, but we do it out of love. Not out of legalism, not out of fear and condemnation, but we do it out of love to show our appreciation, our gratitude, and our reverence for him. As believers, whether you have fallen down, whether you have messed up today, I am inviting you online to join us as we get ready to pray and as we go forth and meet again through um, Bible study, 
through prayer on Thursday, through other areas and aspects with women's ministry on Saturday and men's ministry on Saturday. The Word of God says in Romans chapter 8, there is therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. When we walk according to the Spirit, it is a conscious effort to practice, to engage, to delight in biblical meditation. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today. Lord, I pray that this word tugs on the heart of your people. Lord, you desire your joy, your hope, and your expectation is for us to live a blessed life, for us to fulfill our purpose, for us to live out your image, your word, and your promises. Lord, I pray for day, today for everyone under the sound of my voice. There are people that have been convicted because they have been meditating and thinking on the wrong things. Lord, I pray that you answer their prayers as they ask you for forgiveness today. Lord, there are other people today that have shied away and have withdrawn from meditation due to ignorance, due to negligence, or due to inconvenience. Lord, I, today I pray that you prick their heart, that you renew their spirit, that they begin to seek and pursue you. And Lord, I pray also for those today that has been coming after you. For your word says in due season, they will prosper. Lord, I pray that you give them the spiritual strength, the spiritual stamina to hold fast. If they do not go weary and well-doing, they will reap if they faint not. Lord, I thank you that those that wait upon the Lord will be renewed in their strength. Lord, I thank you that those today that we are taking a mind transformation, that we are renewing our mice, that we begin to think like you, walk like you, talk like you, and be like you. Not that we're perfect, but we're perfectly capable for living a life for you. We thank you, Lord, for a heart transformation. We thank you, Lord, that this is a place of forgiveness. We thank you, Lord, that this is a place of grace. We thank you, Lord, that this is a place of hope. We thank you for the people of Diverse City to be changed, to be transformed into your image. Lord, I pray that they take the spiritual discipline to grow to be like you, to be an anchor in their spirit, to go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And all that agree in the comments, say amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Diversity, 
for joining us today for this awesome worship experience. Thank you to all of our uh, associate pastors, praise and worship team that continue to show up and do your part to make a difference from the dance team and other elements of service for those that are being vessels to minister to you. Do me one favor as we leave. If you enjoyed, if you've been encouraged, if you've been edified by today's word, make sure you like, make sure you share, make sure you continue to engage in the comments that you begin to subscribe. And then not, do not forget in two more weeks, do not wait to the last minute. Do it now. If you're coming back with us to service, use that Eventbrite link to take and reserve your seat for you and your family. And for those that are in this season that are willing to engage and step up to the plate to help us usher and minister the gospel, let us know by reaching out to any of our pastors and leaders that you are ready to serve in this season. And I believe without a doubt that you are blessed to be a blessing. Go forth in this week with meditation, taking power over your thoughts, receiving a transformation, allowing your thoughts to be aligned with his thoughts, allowing your ways to be aligned with this ways, and you will receive supernatural power to be all that God has called you to be. Take care. We love you. God bless. Amen.